Hello and welcome to the Pinch of Magic podcast with me, Rebecca Anuwin. So today we are on our fifth and final episode of our series, Trusting Your Inner Guide, Building Relationship with Self and the Energies. And in a moment, we're going to talk about intuition in action, trusting your inner guide in everyday life. So we started this season talking about understanding what your intuition is and what it isn't. We then looked at building like a much deeper um, relationship with yourself. Um, Then we looked at learning from the energies around you, how your surroundings are talking to you, how like the environment we live in is so important to help that connection with ourself. In the last um, episode of this series, we looked at building relationships with energies and entities around us. And I shared lots of my experiences of those energies, particularly um, my connection with the goddess Caradwim. And so today I want us to kind of bring all of this together and look at why it's so important about trusting your inner guide in everyday life. And this is this is my one wish for everybody um, listening is that you do learn to trust yourself because trusting yourself is one of the most important, liberating, powerful gifts we can give ourselves when you know we've been brought up in a world where we are constantly taught to give our power away, where we have been undermined, where we have been told that we have to abide by other people's rules. And, you know, sometimes that that is for good reason. Um, But it tends to be the expectation rather than the, you know, um, rather than something that's been carefully thought out. And I was just talking about this in my group the other day. And, you know, we kind of give that power away whether, you know, sometimes we lose that power, we lose that trust with ourselves because of things that happen to us when we're small. But even things like our schooling system take that power away. You know, we're there to learn by rote, not to inquire, not to ask questions, not to learn our own unique gifts, but to pass exams. And sometimes people are lucky enough to go to a school where they are encouraged to trust themselves to ask the right questions that they're taught how to learn rather than how to remember and over time we erode that trust in ourselves so today I just want to like share some ideas and practical tips where you can use your intuition in everyday life sometimes people think like oh you know to be intuitive means to like work with tools of divination and absolutely you can and they are fantastic ways for you to hone your skills but actually to trust your intuition in everyday moments things like what do you have for breakfast um should you go this way to work or should you go that way to work um just tonight for example um i was driving and this car just pulled out of nowhere and i was like oh okay clearly telling me to slow down and I was in a bit of a rush and so then another car did it as well and I was like okay I'm getting the message I'm slowing down I'm slowing down and you know I wasn't speeding but it just made me much more cautious because at the moment you know it's pitch black when I'm driving um and 
Then I, I came around a corner and there had just been an accident. A car had like run into the back of another car. Now, luckily, everybody was safe. It, it, you know, it was an accident that could have only happened at a fairly low speed. But the front of the car was crumpled and everyone was out of the car and, you know, exchanging um, details. So everybody was fine. And I was just like, yep, there it is trusting that energy just to slow down just to take your time and I go around the corner and there had been an accident moments before well you know maybe a a few minutes before and it's things like that where you just have those messages maybe it's you know those cars are jumping out in front of me and I'm like okay I'm taking the message I'm slowing down I'm driving with extra caution because clearly this is happening then the second car does it I'm like okay you know like we said we talked about earlier about having those signs and reading those signs around us I could have got annoyed at those cars I could have been like oh my goodness you're just you know terrible driving (laughs) can't you see me coming But I didn't. I was like, okay, so I feel like I'm being told to slow down right now. And sure enough, that was the right thing to do. Um, Just yesterday, I was following a car. And honestly, it was trying to overtake on like the most dodgy piece of road. And he pulled alongside the other car in, in a small village and then decided it was a really bad thing to do. So after going like a few, a few yards side by side, they pulled back. And so I could have behaved. I mean, I wouldn't behave like that. But, you know, people do behave like that. But instead, I decided to see that slow vehicle as something telling me, just take your time. There's there's a reason. Now, other days, don't get me wrong, it probably would have annoyed me. But there was something in it today that I was like, oh, OK, take your time. And then with the second vehicle, it was like, oh, OK, take your time. And so, you know, could just be coincidence. People aren't used to driving in the dark right now. You know, people are bad drivers. Or it felt to me intuitive, like there was a message coming through. So how do you cultivate that energy of trust? How do you make those decisions? Like, it doesn't have to be like, slow down. But you know, there are big decisions to be made in life. Like, how do you trust yourself? And I think, you know, when you have a decision to make something significant, like perhaps you want to get a new job, perhaps you're wondering whether your relationship is the right one for you, perhaps you are wondering where to go on holiday or if you should go with that friend or go with that family, particularly as we come into the holiday season. And you can spend a lot of time worrying, mithering, changing your mind, going backwards and forwards, trying to come up with excuses, doing sheets of like pros and cons and all of those other things. And we can try and logic our way out of these questions. And, you know, sometimes there's, there is valid reason it, to do that. And often we'll come up with all the logic and something will still feel not quite right. So then we'll try and find more information and more information and more information. It's like we're trying to prove or justify what we know to be true where we could just clear all of that angst if we just took a moment to connect with ourself, to trust ourselves, to take that moment and then make that decision. And then you only have to make it once. Yes, that decision may make you feel uncomfortable. It may make you tell someone they're not invited to dinner or it may mean that you have to do something that's out of your comfort zone. But choose that discomfort over betraying what you know to be true. So if you remember what we said about intuition, 
Intuition isn't jazz hands. It's not a, an excited feeling. Intuition has no emotion attached to it. So if you're if you're feeling scared, if your emotions or your adrenaline is feeling jacked and you're like inside, that's not your intuition talking to you. So you're like, oh yeah, it felt right. It felt right. I could just tell because everything was so exciting. No, that's not your intuition. Okay. The intuition is that calm, neutral energy underneath that. And that's why it's so tricky to hear because our world is noisy. Emotions are noisy. And what we're looking to do is find that quiet noise, sorry, not noise, that quiet voice within us. And so the best thing that you can do is just take a moment routinely to ask. So, my book, Magical Knickers, came out a year ago. I can't believe it's a year ago. And the whole premise is, it's like creating a life of intention. But we can do this every single day by starting with your knickers. Now, I'm going to use the analogy of knickers because obviously I wrote a book. I can say a book about it. The whole book wasn't about knickers, but it was the fun- it was the funniest part of it. Um, <laughs> but you could do it with jewellery. You could do it with the deodorant or perfume you wear that day. You could do it with a scarf that you wear. But the reason I suggest knickers is because pretty much knickers are something you do for yourself. Even if you have to wear a uniform to work, whether you can wear perfumes or nail polishes, you know, that might depend on your job. But your knickers, they're pretty much your own choice as whether you choose to wear them or not and what type of knickers you choose to wear. And every morning when you get up and you just say to yourself, what do I need more of today? What can, you know, how do I want to feel today? And then you just take a moment to pause and listen. And that little voice will might just say, oh, you need more support today. Well, maybe that's your big knickers, you know, (laughs) maybe that's a pair of spanks. Perhaps you need a little bit more courage. And so maybe that looks like, I don't know, orange or red knickers. Perhaps you need a bit more fun. Maybe they are polka dot knickers. You know, it doesn't matter what they are, but it's about you just taking a moment to ask yourself and trust that first message that comes up. So perhaps you're like, what do I need today? And it's like courage. And you're like, oh, okay. I don't know why I need courage, but these are my courageous pants. Um, you know, maybe they're very, very tiny, courageous pants. Maybe they are orange or red pants. Maybe they have flames on. Who knows? But whatever pants, whatever knickers make you feel courageous. And then you wear them throughout the day. And then you see how you needed to be courageous that day. Maybe your boss suddenly asked you to do a presentation that you weren't expecting to do. Or maybe something else happened and you're like, oh yeah, of course, I forgot I had that meeting today. And suddenly you've got your courageous pants on, so you feel really good. Um, but the if if you got it air quotes wrong and you got to the end of the day and you're like, oh, I didn't need to be courageous today, that there's no harm done, is there? You've just had some like pretty knickers on or you've just intentionally chosen the energy you want for the day. And it's just in those moments, trusting your intuition is a skill. The more you practice it, the better you get. Everybody, everybody has the ability to connect with their intuition. As we've mentioned, your intuition talks to you in a way that you understand. Some people will see things, some people will hear things, some people will feel things. And the way that it does that will be unique to you. There is no one way for it to be, you know, to do it. 
if you said to me, oh, but Rebecca, I I experienced this. Well, brilliant. <laughs> That's great that you know. Um, there is no one particular way to do it. This is about you creating a relationship with yourself and the world and the energies around you. So by taking a moment each day to ask yourself, oh, what do I need today? You know, what's going to support me throughout my day? It just gives you that moment to check in with yourself and to allow yourself to experiment and go, oh yeah, this is what I, oh, that's interesting. I just instantly heard the word courage or I just saw a particular pair of knickers and like you can look at the knickers and go, oh yeah, these are my joyful knickers or my, you know, courageous knickers. Or maybe you'll just get a feeling of like, oh, I need my like lacy knickers on today or my silk knickers or my comfortable knickers or, you know, whatever it is. But again, you're just connecting with yourself and how your body communicates with you so that when something happens in the future, like the car leaping out in front of you, you know whether it's just a numpty bad driving or whether it is a message from the universe. But you get that by practicing and practicing and practicing. This isn't something you do once and you're like, yes, I got something right. Now I'm totally skilled at this and I'm going to trust every little signal from my body. But equally, it's not that it's not like, oh, I did it once and it was wrong or I you know, misinterpreted it. So I'm never going to bother it again. Your intuition, you know, I consider myself incredibly intuitive and I still don't take it for granted. You know, it's still something that I work at. It's still something that I hone. It's still something that I refine. It's still something that sometimes I have to go, hang on a minute. Let me just check in with myself again. Because, you know, I've shuffled oracle cards before, got a card I didn't like and gone, oh, I don't think it meant that. Let me shuffle again. <laughs> you know, so we, we all have moments like that. So it's it's one of those things that we continue to practice. So when you are feeling intuitive, whether it's something that you're practicing and honing, and of course, you know, draw your oracle cards, draw, you know, through your charms, do those things that are intuitive practices um, and also just pay attention because that's what intuition is. It's just a way of communicating. So keep notes on when you felt something was an intuitive nudge, when you felt that calm, quiet voice inside of you, that one that's really quite easy to dismiss. And because I often think like our emotions, our thoughts, our rationality if you think about the ocean, they're the chop on top of the ocean, you know, it can be like really choppy and the waves are churning and things are bobbing all over the place. But if you sink, if you dive beneath the waves, the ocean is much calmer in general. And that's what we're looking at. We can have the noise and the judgments and the expectations and the emotions and all of the things blurring away on top. And if we're caught in that, it can be exhausting, as you know, as we're getting bashed around all over the place. But if we just sink a little bit lower, sink beneath the noise, that's where we can tune into our intuition. So when you get a sense of that, you know, like sometimes people talk about like having a spark of inspiration and sometimes people get that with their intuition too. It's It cuts through the noise and it has a completely different resonance. It's like a moment of clarity and you're like, oh, that feels different, but it's quiet. So it's really easy to dismiss. So when you have those moments, even if you don't follow it through, just take a note of it. Just write a little note down, go, oh, I felt this today. Notice, you know, 
how the quality of the feeling, the thought, the the visual, the the you know whatever it was that knowing was, write it down, and then reflect on it at the end of the day. Did you act on it? If yes, what was the outcome? Did you act on it? If no, what was the outcome? And again, it's one of those things we think we're going to remember, but we rarely do. And so when we write it down, there's something about writing it down that makes us believe it. You know, if you read something in the newspaper, you're more likely to believe it than if someone had told you a story about it. Um, And so when we write it down, it gives us data that reinforces like, oh yeah, every time I've taken action, even when it didn't make sense, the outcome was better than I imagined. Well, when you've got proof of that, you're much more likely to trust that inner feeling. If you write that down and think, oh yeah, I had this like gurgly sensation in my tummy and my heartbeat was racing, and like that's my intuition. And then you notice that every time you do that, you're like, oh, do you know what? That didn't work out as I planned. You start to notice that that excitement feeling. You're like, oh yeah, perhaps that's not actually my intu- my intuition. Perhaps that's something that you can start, sustain for a little while, but once the emotion has gone, it's like, oh, it drops off. And you're like, oh, okay. So when I feel that feeling, although I'm excited by it, maybe I should park it for a little while because I can never sustain those energies. We like feeling that energy of like being high or excited or passionate or like, oh my goodness, all of the things. But actually, you know, sometimes that's a great thing to follow like creatively, but it's not our intuition. So it's like making sure that we're not trusting it. And sometimes equally with our fear, we're like, oh yeah, my, uh, it feels like a fear, so I shouldn't do it. Well, sometimes that fear is like a trauma response. And again, we have to give ourselves compassion for that and go, okay, underneath that, what is the feeling? It still might be a no, but it's again about noticing how your body communicates with you and keeping note of those things. Like I always think if my gut is speaking to me, like that reptilian, um, amazing thing, it pulls back, it removes us from a situation. It says, hang on, warning, warning, warning. And it like, it feels like it's moving you away from a situation. And yet for my like heart intuition, I can feel it as an expanded energy, not an excited jazz hands energy, but I can just feel into it and it feels like an opening and it's like it's pulling me forward. And it's like, oh yes, I'm curious about that. Let me learn more. And so both of those are, are intuitive senses well, one's more of a gut sense, but you know, both of those are intuitive messages from the body. And it's about learning which one, like how your body communicates to you at what time. So I'm saying that's how I experience those things. You might actually experience them quite different. So that's why it's important to keep notes about, you know, your experiences and the outcomes of them. Because I'm sure if you look back throughout your life, Trusting your gut has probably transformed many things before, whether it's like kept you out of trouble, (laughs) whether you've gone, oh no, I knew that was going to happen. And you just had that feeling and you overrode it. Maybe because someone else told you you should, or don't be so silly. Of course that won't happen. And and then it did. And you're like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. So when we can trust that like ancient, ancient part of us, way more old than our like our logic and reason, it's like, 
you know, there's a there's a reason we have those instincts and it is about reconnecting with them. So the best way to really connect with your intuition when you need to make a decision is to become present in your own body. And that can be as simple as taking a moment to take a breath, put your hand on your heart and just ask. So when we become present, we exclude the noise of everything around us, whether that's judgments, expectations, whether that's the stresses of the day, the appointment you've got later on, the argument you just had, you know, all of these things are pulling our energies and our attention all of the time. I mean, even like we talked about in our environment, everything in your, our environment is crea- is pulling our attention, which is why I often say, close your eyes, because when we close our eyes, we cut out all the distractions of our environment. Put your hand on your heart and it connects you with your body. It reminds you of your presence in this moment. And you take a breath, because when we can just oh, take a breath, it just recalms and recenters us into our body. Now, I'm not talking about long bouts of meditation to get you into a particular state. I am literally talking about closing your eyes, putting your hand on your heart and taking a single breath with intention. And that is it. And that's just to get you back in your body and disconnected from all of the noise and judgments around you. You can reconnect to those in just like a moment afterwards. But it is just about getting you back into your body. So if you And the reason I love that so much is because you can do it in a moment. You can even do it in a meeting. (laughs) You know, if someone's just put you on the spot, you could just maybe not close your eyes so much, but you can give yourself a moment to pause. You might not want to put your hand on your heart if it looks too obvious, but you could just put your hands on your on your lap. You could just put your feet flat on the floor. You could wiggle your toes in your shoes and no one's going to notice that. And you can do it in a moment and it brings you back to centre. It brings you back to your own body. So in that moment, you can take a breath and feel into the right decision for you. And just because, you know, logic and reason, yes, 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 yes. We need more of that. (laughs) We definitely need our logic and reason. But when you ignore your intuition, those gut feelings, you cut off so much information that is available to you. It's like, you know, walking around with your legs, your feet tied together. It's like, you'll get there, but it's like, why would you hinder yourself so much? And so when we can take that moment to connect with ourselves, just to go, okay, what is that next decision? What is the right step for me? And, you know, if, if you have more time, it's like, what can you do to embody yourself. Sometimes for people, it's about movement. It's about dancing. It's about stretching. One of the the quickest ways to become present, it's, it's a little bit more dramatic, but it's very effective, um, is to bite on a piece of lemon. <laughs> so if you have a, a spare lemon in your house, cut a wedge. And if you're like, okay, I've got to make an important decision. I'm not really sure what to do. I'm umming and ahhing and all of the things. Get a slice of lemon and bite it. Obviously, only if you're not allergic to it. Um, And you know, if you've ever bitten into a lemon, it suddenly makes you go like this. (laughs) And that's what we're doing. As soon as we do that, we're back in our body. It's it's like the easy equivalent of jumping in a plunge pool. If you ever jumped into the ocean or done a cold plunge, you know, it can like literally take your breath away. But in that moment, you are in your body. There's like that 
that clarity, that clear mind. You know, when people go, oh, I've gone hiking today and it was like really cold and it's bracing and you come back feeling refreshed and invigorated. Um, when you need to connect with your intuition, maybe you don't have time to go for a hike and maybe it's the middle of summer, but you could take a bite on a lemon and it just brings you back into your body. And from that moment, you can just simply ask, what is the right choice for me? Now, in some cases, like, okay, that's the decision I'm going to make and I'm going to stick to it. In other cases, you might be, you might feel like, yeah, that feels lovely. And I don't really, I can't really do that. I can't take that risk. Again, just note it down. Note down what you did, how it worked out. Note down if you ignored it and what the outcome was. Because I know every time I've ignored my intuition, it hasn't worked out so well. And it's like I've chosen short term gain and comfort, which actually has ended up being longer term pain in the neck. So again, doesn't mean you have to do everything your intuition tells you, but you should at least listen and include that. And so many times I have trusted my intuition to make a decision that made no logical sense whatsoever. And yet it was, it turned out to be exactly the right thing that I needed to do. And a friend of mine, she always says, um, with time comes clarity. And I think that's very true with our intuition. It's like some things might not make sense in the moment, but after a while you're like, oh, I get it now. I know why that happened. And sometimes, you know, choosing that path less trodden can be really uncomfortable because, you know, friends and family are like, what are you doing that for? You should do this. And it makes more sense to do this. And you're like, yeah, I know it makes more sense to do that. But actually, that heart is telling you not to do that. And then it opens up all of those situations. And so perhaps you can think of times yourself when you have followed your heart, followed your intuition. And you're like, oh my God, thank God I did. You know, maybe it was really tricky in in that moment. And equally, think back to the times when something went wrong and you were like, oh, I knew it. And so if you can think of those times when something went wrong and you're like, oh, I knew it. I knew it was going to go wrong. What were the signs that were telling you, avoid, avoid, don't do it, don't commit to it, change direction, whatever it was. How was your body communicating with you in that moment? What was it that made you override it? Because when we can notice those like saboteur patterns, what are the things that talk you out of trusting your intuition? When they come up again, you can be like, oh yeah, that's how you show up. And you can take a moment to name what it is that is clouding your intuition, masking your intuition, hiding your intuition from you. And then when we can name it, it takes its power away a little bit and we can separate it. We can, we can say, oh yeah, I recognise that pattern. That's the pattern of me being a good girl. That's a pattern of me wanting to get it right, um, as in like to do it correctly. That's the pattern of me people pleasing. That's the pattern of, you know, insert pattern that can often show up for you. That's the pattern of me like really only valuing my intellect. And when we can go, oh yeah, hang on a minute, I had an intuitive thought to do this. 
And then I could talk myself out of it because I knew that it was going to upset somebody. Not upset them like terribly, but make them feel uncomfortable or I would feel like I was going to let them down. And when we can say, oh, yeah, that's my people pleasing energy or that's my good girl energy or, you know, that's my insert saboteur pattern energy. Suddenly we're like, okay, if I remove that pattern, what's left underneath it? So that's also a really good way to notice how you undermine your own intuition and what other patterns are at play. So when you look back and look at the intuitive thing insights that have worked for you, keep a note of those. How did your body communicate with you? How did you trust yourself? What had to be true for you to trust yourself? But equally as important, what are the patterns that didn't trust yourself? So for me, my patterns are have been in the past that I didn't want to make it uncomfortable for somebody else. When I knew it was going to be a decision that impacted someone else, I have stayed in situations um, longer than has been necessary, even though my head was there going, oh, you should really get out of that situation, Rebecca. You really should end that relationship or you should, you know, do something about that. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, it's not that bad. I can make it work. (laughs) I can, you know, make the situation not so bad. And we can do that. We can easily talk ourselves out of it. And yet when I have finally like put my courageous knickers on, had the conversations that I knew I needed to have, but had delayed it, like the relief afterwards and then the other opportunities that come that way because you're like, when we make the space, magic happens. So when I've cleared like holding space for that, that situation, that person, that event, that, you know, whatever it was, as soon as I stepped away from that, the relief and say, oh my God, why haven't I done this sooner? And I'm sure you've had that same thing. But because I've now stepped into the energy of trust, like trusting my intuition, following my own path, doing what I'm here to do, then the world has opened up and amazing opportunities have come in. And it's every time it's like, why didn't I just do this sooner? And it was just because I didn't want to feel uncomfortable or because I didn't want to let someone down. But as soon as I can name those patterns, be like, hey, lady, you're falling into the pattern of, you know, whatever that pattern is. Suddenly it's like, okay, I can remove that from the situation now. Now what's left behind? And then it becomes easier to hear my intuition. So what are your patterns? What are those um, old behaviours that you fall into that disguise, hide, bury your intuition. Because when you can find what works for you, when you can recognise those patterns, when you recognise how your intuition does work for you, it's like trusting yourself and trusting that inner guidance is an absolute game changer. And don't get me wrong, like I said, I consider myself incredibly intuitive And I still don't like some of the answers my intuition gives me. And I'm like, really? Could we do something else? And the answer is, of course you can. You have absolute choice to ignore your intuition as much as you like. And then (laughs) there are usually consequences when we're like, okay, that wasted a couple of weeks or months or worse years when I just knew that perhaps I had to do that anyway. So sometimes that illogical choice can be the wisest choice that you make. And in that moment, you might not know it. In that moment, it might not make sense. 
which is where it comes from trust. And so, like I say, sometimes it's not about trusting every single feeling that you have, but it is about learning to identify your intuition. And hopefully this series has helped you to understand how your intuition talks to you and how your um, and how the world around you interacts with you to really bring all of that together. So I would love to know how you have found this episode today, what you're taking away from it, how your intuition chats, um, chats to you, yeah, how it chats to you, but also what has been your favourite episode of this, like trusting your inner guide, building relationship with self and the energies around you? Has it been in, I know that the very first episode I did on intuition, a lot of people had commented and emailed me and messaged me about how they hadn't realised the different way their intuition had spoken to them. And so that was excellent. And then um, I know the other one that people have really loved is the one about learning the energies around you. And so many people have been tidying up their houses, tidying under the bed, tidying under the stairs, cleaning out their wardrobes, cleaning out their pantries. So yes, (laughs) lots and lots of change for many of you. So um, yeah, how do you find your intuition? Because um, very soon we'll be starting our next series when we're going to be looking at embracing your authenticity and manifesting your magic by living your truth. So we've looked at your power and intention. We've now built up that inner trust with yourself and your intuition. And now in the next series, we're going to start to use and build on both of those things to help you manifest your magic by living your authentic truth. Because now you have an idea of like the noise around you and the expectations and how to find your truth. And next we'll be looking at um, how to really build on that, to trust yourself, to take those those things forward, like identifying your values and your visions, shedding expectations and societal conditionings, one of my favourite topics. Um, and then practical steps, as always, do love a bit of practical magic to living that authentic life. So I hope you are looking forward to the next season. But before we get there, do let me know how you are feeling about your intuition. And if you have any further questions on your intuition, do let me know. So thank you for joining me and I will speak to you again very soon.